You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much. Presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal. I'm Mike Veerman. If you don't know who I am and I host a podcast called The Mike on Much Podcast, you might know me from that. Uh, Joining me also from that podcast is Shane Cunningham. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in hot. And also... Award-winning Mensa member and great, great friend. Uh, I like that one. Jonathan Popolis <laughs> is here. The three of us are going to break down today the film The Naked Gun. Six foot nine, two twenty. Naked Gun is six foot nine, two twenty. No, you're height. And oh, weight. I see. <laughs> oh, you're breaking him down. I thought you were actually. I thought, I, thought, I thought you were doing the line from Naked Gun Two, where he's describing the perp. And he's like, oh, a male, the Caucasian. Yeah, uh, that's a big mustache. Yeah, six two <laughs> oh, mustache. Big... Oh, that's a big mustache. That's pretty yeah. funny. Um, I was like, wrong film, bro. Uh, so this is the first Naked Gun. We are going to break it down, guys, to give it some context. It came out in 1988, and we have finally hit our first repeat year. So first of all, The Naked Gun was the eighth highest grossing film of 1988. The fifth highest grossing film of 1988 was a movie called Twins. Yeah, there was Twins. It was big. Is that on was there. the fourth? Yeah. The third <laughs> highest grossing film of 1988 is a former pedestal movie. Oh, Coming to America. There you go. Mm. Who Framed Roger and, Rabbit? And, and Rain Man. That was number one. Oh, well wow. done. Fantastic. Uh, good. That's <laughs> <laughs> member. So the way we like to do it on the pedestal is that we, the three of us will talk about what we felt about this film the first time that we encountered it, our feelings about it, if we loved it, if we didn't love it. Who wants to start? I do. I do. Go for it. I loved it. <laughs> I forgot like I, I always thought I had my dad's sense of humor but then watching this movie I remember my, this is a, exactly my mom's sense of humor my dad's more of the John Candy mm. type and then my mom is exactly the air, airplane farty outrageous humor right. and I tend to lean that way more so so I, I to- had totally forgotten that and uh, I remember loving it and my mom has a crazy laugh, kind of like I do, and I just remember her laugh like always, just ringing throughout the house. And then I had to see this movie, and then I, I could not believe the detail and the effort and the lengths and the sheer amount of jokes that were in this film. Yeah, as a kid, as a kid, yeah, yeah. It blew my mind. Yeah, well, uh, this is one of those movies that feels like it should be within my like rotation library when I was a kid, but it's somehow like I'm kind of missed it when I was a kid. I think that it was, it was because the jokes felt a little too adult. They felt too like about cops. And I mean, when I say kid, I mean like 10. Yeah. Like, so, so it felt more like adult humor that wasn't really for When you me. say 10, are you saying that's younger or older? When I was too young. Like I felt oh, like I was almost 10 to me is kind of old. But I mean, but I agree because well, like, you got laid I, at eight. So. It's true. But I'm saying like movies like Airplane, I like. So it's one of it's weird because it feels like it's the kind of movie I should have liked. But it's some I somehow missed it. And then like a f- few years later, when I was like in like 14 or 15, I think I rented the TV show at blo- at my local mm-hmm. Blockbuster. They had like all six episodes of the Police Squad TV show. And I loved it, and I thought that was hilarious. And then I watched, and then all three Naked Guns. So then it, so in, in my memory, I mostly loved it growing up. But I know that it was like a kind of a later teenage edition. Interesting. It, I did, I did bounce off it a little bit at, at first. Yeah, uh, we, my, uh, my brother and I loved this movie. Uh, I think my dad must have brought it to us because we would have been too young, like the first time it came around, either to see it in theaters or. Uh, even VHS because I know we held out on VHS for a really long time but so I'm thinking like probably early 90s whenever it would have you were a beta guy betas were more expensive than VHS's so we were actually the first VHS family and I remember thinking my dad is so damn cheap I can't even borrow friends movies Mm -hmm. because all my friends had betas oh that's funny that's what it was I don't think I knew one person who had beta me either I thought it was a myth yeah, I no, didn't know it, one person. It was like this thing that people talk about. Like that in it the was Simpsons, so much like, oh, beta. <laughs> my neighborhood was stacked with betas, That's and funny. my dad. I thought I remember thinking, "You're so cheap, just get a beta." And but he had the wave of the future. I remember my uncle had a laser disc. Mine did too. Uncle and I Al was like, oh, my uncle Chris, and I was like, oh my god, like he must be a millionaire. Like he, like we're watching uh, like Alien on laser disc and this well, and the and director's commentary. Yeah, it was wild. Features. Yeah. 
I once got somebody an HD DVD player as a gift, and then of course Blu-ray won that war like literally six months. Who was later. this person? Girlfriend? It, uh, Danica's parents for Whoa. like a, an anniversary. Wow. Yeah, and they even asked. They go, "What do you think will win out, HD or Blu-ray?" And in my defense, I actually said, "I I don't predict these things. I don't know." Flip a coin. <laughs> take this. Yeah, <laughs> take this one. This is fine. What do you <laughs> think? I got you this. On sale. Here's my money. Just <laughs> anyway, this, this was cheaper. Uh, yeah, we we loved this film. We quoted this film constantly. Um, we it was funny rewatching it because so much came rushing back before the moments would happen, and I was like, I forgot that. I forgot that. And uh, anyway. At the time, we uh, this was like this was a huge movie for us. Like I remember when the second one came out, we did go to the theater, and then when the third one came out, when they basically like it was running on fumes, mm-hmm. we went to the theater. Still for that. not bad though. I haven't watched that one yeah. in forever. I just and, remember and there was Nicole an, Smith and Nicole Smith dick joke at the end. The big reveal is that she's a man or something. Wasn't that the re- isn't that Ace Ventura reveal? Also well, both? Was, I think it was it was post Ace too. So I think there was a scene where she's like getting undressed behind a uh, it's like her oh, silhouette. Oh right, and then oh, no, her exactly. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so I mean, we all loved it. I, again, I don't know if it was like in 1988 I jumped on it, but this was a heavy rotation film and a film that like we thought was like the you know whatever the the example of a hilarious movie when we Yeah, I don't want to say I don't want to say I didn't like it as it just was something that just it was it was almost like an absence of it. Like I tried it and I it just sort of was just didn't make Cuz you weren't sexualized it. at 10. Oh, I was very sexual. No, you were? No, no, no. I oh, just, I, I just, was. I was like, oh, uh, it's kid. not even about. Th- it's just one of those. It's just. It's almost like you with Dumb and Dumber, where you just, it just, you kind of missed it. Totally. Kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, actually, this it's funny because we did Airplane last season, and Airplane was not like this. Was the movie of this like genre that my brother and I like attached ourselves to? And total opposite. Like Airplane yeah. was the one, and yeah. we missed that one. Yeah. All right, so all three of us watched this film uh, for this podcast, and we are going to start with the reasons to keep it on the pedestal, the things that we liked now. What did we like? The best scene, the best performance. So let's start there, and then maybe we'll talk about some of the, the negatives a little bit later. What did right. everybody think? Um, I'll start with, with the, the, the great thing about this movie is that felt I, I, I was thinking it sort of like revealed itself like quickly into the movie that there's like three different kinds of jokes in this movie. Where there's like giant big set piece jokes, and there's sort of like middle kind of like the kind of jokes you would normally see in a comedy movie, and then there's like these little jokes, and there's like hundreds of these little jokes, and it's the tiny little jokes that to me are what make this whole movie, like little thing, like I, and there I, I was watching it because I kept thinking Shane would laugh at all these like <laughs> stupid things, like when he walks into the room and he's like, "Where's Nordberg? He's right there, Frank." Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like things that are like so felt. Like a great example is. When they're doing the 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 kind of cue bond riff where it's the the spray paint thing, yes. And I thought the spray paint gag was fine. Um, uh, like they're getting where sprayed. the wall sprays, yeah, them back. the wall yeah. sprays them back, blah, blah 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 blah, and it's sort of funny. And then they go and walk into another room, and and the two guys walk to the one door, and Leslie Nielsen just kind of walks around the wall. He breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, and yeah. it's like a split second joke, and those are like the tons of jokes that just slayed for me. Yeah, they really pack them in. Like I. I you know, it's funny you mentioned the physical uh, comedy, Shane. Like, for me, the strength of this movie, the thing that... I don't even know, like, maybe when I was younger, I really liked the physical stuff. Like, you know, Norberg in the, the hospital bed or right. any of that stuff. You know, near the end when he goes down in the, the baseball park and then the, the dummy flies into the... You know, yeah. that stuff I, I, I think I liked when I was a kid. Now, I found that stuff sort of the most um, uninteresting. And to me, it was all about the wordplay. And Leslie Nielsen's delivery, where it was oh, like, yeah. he just made me laugh so many times. Like, dialogue. In this movie, like, for me, more so than the slapstick or the visual gags, it was like, it was the, the sort of sharpness of the dialogue. Like, just little things like, you know, <laughs> when uh, the police chief is really angry at Leslie Nielsen's character, and she's like, we don't want another incident, like, in the park. And he's like, when I see five guys stabbing a guy in the park, I shoot. That's my policy. And she's like, that was a Shakespeare in the Park production of Julius Caesar, you moron. You killed five actors. Good ones. Good ones. Like, the fact that <laughs> yeah. that oh, even yeah, matters. Yeah. Like, I yeah. just love those little pieces and then the quickness of the dialogue. And, like, you know, there's classic sort of callback to Don't Call Me Shirley. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many of those things. Like, do you want a nightcap? He's like, I never wear them. You know, like. I love that line. Yeah, that's a good line. Yeah. So it's like, I, I sort of, like, as I was watching it, I just had pure joy because I was just remembering so many of these great gags uh, and just sort of like, and, like, things like the beaver. He's like, I can see that, your that's beaver. That's my first joke I have on here. Nice well, beaver. I well, love that one. When she's on the ladder, yeah. I wrote down, though, as a kid, I never got it. 
I never, I remember thinking like oh, my dad, my dad laughed so hard at that. I remember that. And I remember <laughs> thinking like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it, and I supposed to be a vagina, right? That's I, right, right. I guess people call <laughs> oh, vagina, okay. yeah. Oh, people call vaginas <laughs> beavers. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but I mean, to me, like I said, more so than the physical stuff, I, I just really enjoyed Leslie Nielsen's like sort of like a deadpan delivery of everything, just taking it super seriously. And you can see where Dumb and Dumber stole a lot of things from this film, like yep. that line in particular with the uh, nice Hooters mm. yep. in Dumb and yep, Dumber, yep, yep. and especially the. Um, the dream sequence in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Dumber. yeah. Or, or the scene where they're falling in love or yeah, whatever, yeah, Jeff yeah. Daniels and Lauren Holly. I, I I had totally forgotten that. Like montage jokes. Like the joke becomes like layering in within, like joke upon joke within the montage. Well, here's the thing. It's like, so that montage scene where uh, Frank and what's the uh, pr- the love interest name? I know Priscilla Priscilla Presley. Presley. Yeah, yeah. So when, sure, uh, just call yeah. Her Priscilla. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Priscilla and uh, Leslie Nielsen are falling in love and they have the montage, there's so many funny montage scenes, which is visual. But to me, the best thing is after the montage, she's like, oh, yeah. I can't believe I only met you yesterday. Yeah. So, I have that written down. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you have a joke that's just like that. That's the part I laugh at. Right. Like it's like yeah. I smile kind of through the montage and at the end. I'm like, oh, that's. I'd be really proud about writing that stupid yeah. line. See, that line, for me, I was like, they should have done more time going by stuff. Right. For me to get that. Because theoretically, you could have done all those activities that same day. But they're wearing different outfits. Can, and, but the, one was on the beach. You're going to change clothes when you're on the beach to when you go somewhere <laughs> else. So I did think about that. I was like, I guess that's the joke. But it just feels like they, like you said. I didn't like the layer of confusion because right. I thought they could have gone more extreme. Like they, like they did with everything else. Right. I also was wondering why they had Leslie wearing a shirt on the beach. I was like, I wonder if they were like, ah, just if he was self-conscious about his bod. <laughs> Could have been. Did you not think about that at all? I didn't, know. I don't know. Was it supposed to be romantic? Was it supposed to try to make it look like it's billowing I don't in the know. wind? I felt like they sufficiently packed in enough stuff. I felt so too, because it I caught me off guard. Oh, and I was just like, like, that's hilarious that they did. Like, if that was one date, it was 15 things in like one date that took place in different locations. And, and another reason why that line worked so well is that is another thing I really wanted to talk about is that Priscilla Presley is fucking like amazing in this movie. She's so good. She's so good. Like that's that the, that delivery is her. And there's a lot like we talked about last time about an airplane, their last movie, that the the female lead in that one was sort of like the straight woman to allow these dudes to kind of let their gags get in. Yeah. But this time they gave her like a lot of heavy lifting, right? Like she's she's getting a lot of her own jokes in. And she nails them. She like, has. She's her. Had she acted before this movie? I don't know. I don't. I've, no, this was her first movie. She, she was on a TV show before. What a weird casting. She's great. In it. Like to your point. So Leslie Nielsen. There's that great scene where like uh, he's now pissed off at her because she sent him to get killed by Ricardo Montalban, right. and they're breaking up. And then he's like, "And you can take this back." And he holds up like a piece of lingerie. Here, you can take this back. Who's is that? Doesn't matter. Who's is that? <laughs> And it's like that. It's like he has the setup, but she has to deliver the confusion. And you know, it's just like I feel like everybody. Actually, all of the actors I felt like in this film. were were great. Well, they picked her because she wasn't a comedic actress. That's why Mm. they wanted, like Leslie, they wanted someone who was like dead. Yeah. Speaking of actors in this film, I was surprised, and I must have conflated the three (laughs) films in my head. How little OJ was in it. Me too. I thought OJ was in it way more. It's because you're thinking of two and three, where they doubled yeah. down on. Does his, he like, have a bigger? I don't. I haven't seen two and three in a well, long time. Well, in my notes, after that first uh, gag uh, where he gets killed on the boat or he gets shot on the boat, I'm. I wrote down. I'm like uh, OJ was the original Kenny. They killed Kenny because right. that's kind of, sort of his role in the Nike Gun series. He's kind of always getting injured getting upon injured, injury. Yeah. Um, Which but, is the movie where he has the giant afro? I remember that. Thirty three and a third. That was thirty three and a third. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I think he was. I think they doubled down on OJ in in part two and three. But I, unless they did a re-edit for the the, the version I got, I rented on iTunes. But he's literally in the no, top. No. He's in the hospital mm-hmm. scene, and then and at the very end, end of the wheelchair. Down the thing. That's a great scene that OJ's in though, when uh, he puts his face in the cake, and it's just a laugh. Oh no! Death. Yeah, that's how they open <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And and oh, oh well, this is my I'm like first laugh of the movie, and I was like, we'll see how much I laugh at this now. It's like I know what to expect, and we just came off doing you know airplane. I was like, uh, first laugh when he's like, he goes to kick in the door to surprise them. But instead of the door flying open, he just goes, his foot goes through one hole in the mm-hmm. door. Right. I also enjoyed something stupid. Like when he's like, freeze. And everyone pulls out their guns. But the one guy actually listens to the cop. Yeah. He's, he's like, drop, like drop your weapons. That's and he it. throws the one gun down. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I'm sure we're going to talk about OJ in the next sec- section. But it is, there's something cathartic about 
the fact that his entire role in the entire movie is just having like the shit beaten out of him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that do you is... think he did it? <laughs> did OJ murder Nicole Brown Simpson yeah. and Ron Goldman? Yeah, of course. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you not? I think he probably did it. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But what I mean, about you, Mike? I wasn't there. <laughs> you don't want to comment. You have to be diplomatic about. Come on. Oh no! No, listen. If someone had a gun to my head, maybe OJ. <laughs> Put a knife to your throat. Yeah, if I was OJ, if, if someone was like, "You have to choose," and all the money in your bank account will will be drained, like I would obviously bet on him doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, it's more his behavior since. Like, I agree. If I did it and all that, that's I what, think he did it. I hundred yeah. percent think he did it. Who yeah. am I kidding? But yeah, but the point is that I think we all have that feeling about him, and so I feel felt like I was going to go into this movie and kind of like kind of grimace at him in it but to be fair like the it feels like it, such a different oj to me though yeah, that feels like i don't even think it's the same person i'm like oh that guy's kind of lovable i i it, and i know i should feel like anger no it's an interest because i had the same <laughs> thought where i went man i'm like if he could just if he could have stayed this sort of like like he's so affable and he clearly has he clearly has this side to his personality that's very like like i'm just like your life could have been so much different and two other people would have lived if you could just control like this rage yeah. that you had. Whether he did it or not, he clearly had this rage and he was a fucking yep. wife beater. And it's like, man, you won the lottery. You literally won the life lottery. You got to be this all-star athlete and then you're in this movie. You've carved out this really funny niche. He'd probably still kind of be in movies doing stupid shit to this day. Um, absolutely. But, For sure. You know, three lives ruined, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he is good in this movie. What are you going to say? He's charismatic. Yeah, he I got. Uh, I'm, again, I'll save a lot more OJ stuff for later. But I right. will, but I will say that there is that his actual just the role in and of itself is pretty funny. Did you it's know just, when the third one came out, he was on trial for murder. No, yeah, like not Man, while they're shooting wild. it. So, and then he won a Razzie Award while he was. That's in ballsy to release that movie. Yeah, to be like fuck it. Yeah. It was a different time. This day and age, they'd cut all this shit Absolutely. and reshoot it. Absolutely. Oh, if he touched a girl's leg inappropriately, they'd yeah. get Christopher Plummer on the phone. <laughs> nice. Timely <laughs> joke. Christopher Plummer's a great actor. He can pull it off. Um, the Oh, also in that montage scene, I love them coming out of the movie laughing their asses off, and it was Platoon. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. I thought it... I thought it could have been a better movie choice. Sure. I think that was very of the time, though. Yeah. And that was like, a lot would have been of, of the time <laughs> references. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just saying what I would have picked nowadays. Platoon was a big Oscar movie. Speaking of the time, uh, did anyone catch the Batman reference? No. So what happens is uh, uh, during the fight with one of the henchmen over the, the vat of water. Oh, right. Or the, the chemicals. I guess that's true. Yeah. He falls in and the hand slowly goes in like the Joker oh. or it comes out. Oh, I, see, I was thinking of Terminator, but I guess Terminator hadn't been you're out right. yet. The no. hand's like coming down, and yeah, you're and right. And it's like got the ripped glove. So then I was like, I literally, my notes, I'm like, Batman reference ended up being pretty timeless, although not because you guys thought Terminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I said, what year, what, what was this based yeah, on I thought the it was 89. So this is the thing. So this movie came out in December of 88, The Naked Gun. Batman didn't come out until June of 89. So was it in the trailer and they knew it would be a big movie? Is it oh, co- interesting. Is it a coincidence? Just like last time in Airplane, you were talking about how like they made a Jaws joke four years apart. And this time they're like, can we do it? It can't be a it coincidence. It could just be a trope that happens when people fall into a vat of something. Unless Batman is, unless that is referencing some other thing that That's we're not what I'm even saying. thinking it's of. It's like a, it's yeah. a thing that There's just someone happens. listening right now who's like yelling into their headphones like, it's a reference to this 1976 they classic. I know, yeah. We should have <laughs> I'd love it if someone cared that much. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be I me. Hope, I, hope, <laughs> I hope one of our listeners is, knows the answer to that <laughs> and tweets at us. Email us. You clods, you idiots. Yeah, so many good gags. I mean, did you guys t- laugh as much as you, as you remember laughing as kids? No, no, because like you're saying, things change and mostly we're immune to certain jokes now because yeah. we've seen them a, a hundred times. When you're a kid, it's a fresh plate. Yeah, but I think the one thing and like this blank slate. What's that called? The, the thing you paint slate? on tabula rasa. Blank. What's the An thing you paint on? Etch a sketch. Oh, oh, canvas. A blank yeah, canvas. Blank canvas. Uh, <laughs> we're on our game today, boys. <laughs> uh, the well, it's interesting. It's like the one thing that I think stands a hundred percent the test of time and, and reasons to keep it on the pedestal is Leslie Nielsen. He's fucking timeless. Hundred percent. I promise you, whatever scum did this, not one man on this force will rest for one minute until he's behind bars. Now let's grab a bite to eat. Yeah, he's, he's so good in this I even movie. Put, like, he's so good, it's almost a waste of time to debate whether this is his movie or not. True. He's, unbel- he's pretty like athletic, too. I know they use the stunt double for a lot of scenes. But- oh, that one where it's like the, the where it's clearly the stunt double, where it's like the guy doing the somersaults, and then he comes oh, up from course. behind. Oh, of course. I yeah. love that joke. But I mean, in the scenes when he was like 
catching stuff or climbing on that dick. It was him in a lot of those scenes. Yeah. And I was like, I guess he always looks like he's 80. So you think made... he was going to let a stunt double uh, do that scene on the balcony? Oh, what? Grabbing the titties? <laughs> oh, that part. <laughs> Guys, I'll take this one. <laughs> Stand back. <laughs> grabbing the titties is just funny to say. I can't yeah. believe you said that. <laughs> like Mike's trying to tiptoe around oh, it. Yeah. Well, that I've got, one scene, I've grabbing got, the titties. I've got that There's on my, like sound effects of like honk honk. I've like, got it on my problematic list. That's why. Yeah. I, well, hey. I'm anyway. not saying it's a great what? thing. I'm saying you don't it's think just you can do that these days? He needed something to grab onto. It's, it's and he is the bad guy in the scene. <laughs> yeah. The girl, the woman that is weirdly just standing at her windowsill in her bra, brushing her mm-hmm. hair, so that ne- Leslie Nielsen then grabs onto them as he's trying to walk, and then she screams. She's sexually assaulted, yeah, and that's the comedy. It, I don't think it's sexual assault if you need the boobs to, or, or, sorry, the titties to save your life. <laughs> I know we'll save it for later as well, but why is there a woman in some like ratty apartment brushing her hair right beside this like billion dollar it's all weird but mike are you such a proper gentleman if you're about to fall off a building you will not grab a woman's tits for support uh interesting well so first of all uh in that it's not a real scenario though it's a comedic scenario set up in order to laugh at sexual assault no i i guess the 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 joke is that he has to grab the boobs because they're but like he's not even looking right. He's coming around the corner and he's doing that because he thinks it's the the boobs of the right. of the. I'm just saying, but the right? filmmakers knew the boobs would be yes, there. The whole joke is predicated on this guy is getting to squeeze this girl's boobs against her will without her knowing. I and think it's like, it is a shocked. sexual assault joke, but it's. <laughs> it's it works because the joke is on him. I'm just saying it wouldn't be in a movie today. So I'm saying. I, w- what could grabbing a dick be in a film like that today? The statue dick, definitely. Okay. The statue dick, of course. And when he's grabbing the statue boobs, it's funny. But when a woman is in the privacy of her own home, brushing her hair, and then the joke is this guy that's on the fucking belt, like whatever, he's climbing outside the building, he needs to like grab the boobs and then really lean in, and then he ends up in the room, and then she's terrified, and then he comes back again, mm-hmm. and she thinks she's being assaulted. It's like, it's like the whole thing is it's like, ha, 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 it's confusion. And by the way- but it's more, I think it's more, it's funny- the funniness is that that it is. A, I think it's clearly supposed to be a horrible thing that is happening, and he's not meaning to do it, right? Like he's not. He's not like, oh look, boobies. He's. Reaching. I get why it's funny. Uh, I totally get uh, it. I'm just saying I don't think it's that would be the Awuga today. sound effects, right? <laughs> yeah, it is like. Is it Awuga? It's it's, an, it's like a 1930s there. car horn that yeah. goes off. I like listen. I get why it's funny. I get why they did it. I especially get why like a 13-year-old boy would find that hilarious. I mean, that isn't my bad on, <laughs> on the I'm just saying, tip, but I, I understand. Think I can't see it being in a movie this day and age and not causing a huge issue. Right. Can I plead the fifth on whether I laughed at that or not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do we love about it? I thought the dude that played his direct report, like his supervisor. Oh, he George Kennedy. Yes. Ed. Yeah, Ed. He's fantastic. Is that the guy from... Um, the Paul Newman film, uh, Cool Hand, cool yeah. Hand Blue. He won the Oscar. It's the I listened to the I watched the movie and I watched it immediately afterwards with the commentary. And the reason why he's in this movie is because he was in that movie because the producers like insisted that you have to have an Oscar winner be playing that part because like ninety percent of the humor in this movie is dignified white guys mm-hmm. being dignified and 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 bringing themselves down to that level. So yeah, the, he is like a serious, serious actor who is saying the stupidest shit in this movie. I love it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the uh, <laughs> the pat down scene, which is a physical Ethel. scene that worked for me. <laughs> where uh, basically uh, Kennedy's behind the, the, this random guy that's at a at a restaurant, and then Frank Drebin, the Leslie Nielsen character, is patting him down, but he doesn't realize he's patting down George Kennedy. Right. And so he's taking out, like, he finds the other cop's gun. It's hard to describe this if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But basically, they've got this guy sandwich. I think we can assume anyone listening to this probably seen the should film. have seen the movie. But then yeah. he pulls it out, and he's like, Ed, he's got a picture of your wife. And he's like, anybody else in here got a picture of his wife? And <laughs> yeah, then he punches him out. <laughs> but it's like his own wallet. Like, yeah. it's just so funny. I'm, like, laughing. I'm like, that's a good bit. That's a good set piece. And you, I, I watch him that entire time yeah. realizing, like, Oh man, I shouldn't have punched that guy. This is my wallet. And he's like, "Let's go," and he just grabs him. Oh, he's got a lot. Like when, uh, like in that, in that aforementioned the Q scene when he gets hit with the with the dart, and he's like, "Frank, why?" Yeah. And, he like, <laughs> and oh, yeah, the Weird Al scene. Like I know you, you put it on your Instagram, so it's yeah. almost like we're forgetting to mention it. But I love uh, uh, that. What's his name, Frank? Leslie Frank, Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen thinks that there's a press conference for oh. him after the flight. Do any of you understand 
how a man can hurt inside. Frank, they're not here for you. Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. And then Weird Al's being lauded with all these women and uh, roses are being thrown at him and shit. It's like, I, he, I think it's the best joke in the movie. It's got to be. It's incredible. And he, well, even to me, Leslie Nielsen in his press conference starts talking about his wife leaving him, mm-hmm. right? Like just that saying that yeah. into the mics is just, he's so good at delivering monologues, like straight face. Well, and then in the next scene when they're walking away, there's still fans rushing yeah. to go to Weird Al. <laughs> like they kept that consistency. The reason, the reason I love that joke so much is it means, A, you're kind of making fun of Weird Al. Of course. You're making fun of the idea that people would cheer for Weird Al. Would treat him like the Beatles. But B, he agreed to be in the movie and he's so he knows the joke is on him and he's Police like, Squad totally was his favorite show. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, well, there he you go. He used to take dates to see this film but not tell them he was in it. Amazing. To like impress them. And then yeah. on top of that, tidbit. even though he's the butt of the joke, the joke still is throngs of people cheering for Weird Al Yankovic. And when I was a kid, and even now, I'm like, when I'm a kid, I'm going to pretend. I fucking love Weird Al Yankovic. So to see him in this movie and people, like, I would actually be someone there, like, cheering for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. But there's no way Weird Al thinks he's cool. Like, he's named no, himself Weird joke, Al. Right? Like, that's why it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that surprising that he's down with it. Like, he no, would no, take no, the no, piss no, out no, of himself. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he, no, he's by me, definition, it, a comedic act. It endears me to him more. That's all. Yeah, he's right. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a great scene. Well, that's funny. That almost gets us to what you guys think the best scene in the film was. God. So I think that's the best joke. Yeah. But the umpire scene, I think, is the best scene. Fucking right, man. It's legendary. It's, it's so funny. memorable. And yeah. I, I used to piss myself laughing at that scene. Because <laughs> I always wondered why umps did all that shit. Yeah. And I was like, they get cocky when they know it's like a good you're out of there. I would always tell people that. And then to see that ump being made fun of I, lo- I loved it it's like a short film like there's the building of like nothing at first and he's like strike and everyone goes and so the building and the building and, and then for it to do all that and end on Enrico Palazzo it's Enrico Palazzo oh yeah which is you love that joke. line I've heard you reference that a it's, million times it's the joke I feel like if there's any one singular even though Weird Al is my favorite the joke that came out of this movie is hey it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah, because they, um, they take the mask off. It's revealed it's not the real umpire. Ugh. We, the audience, knows it's Frank Drebin, and the guy in the crowd's it's like, amazing. it's Enrico Palazzo. Yeah. I stole that bit with unwittingly in a skit that I wrote like a few years ago. And I, I watching this film, I was like, oh, fuck, that was in my subconscious from this film. Yeah. It's brilliant. So I the, felt really weird seeing that scene, and I laughed at it. So it's a good bit. Because the, uh, it's a callback. Because like, that's what this, the, the, the biggest strength is its own callbacks within the movie. And the reason that joke works is because of the stupid national anthem theme, which is funny. But now it's like they planted that just so they can make that yeah, joke exactly. later. It's fantastic. That actor that says that line, too, is also in Teen Wolf 2, I believe. And Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Pee Wee's Big Adventure and yes. Teen Wolf 2 with uh, Jason Bateman. He was right? who? He was in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. He played the neighbor, like the petulant neighbor with the pool. He always plays like a... Chubbs? That guy played Chubbs in the original Teen Wolf. There's... Unless I'm mistaken, because Chubbs is in this film. And Chubbs is in part two. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So you're totally right. I should have just said Teen Wolf 1. So in Teen Wolf 1, you have have Styles and you have Chubbs. In Teen Wolf 2, they got Jason Bateman, who's the cousin of Michael J. Fox. Of course. The only guy they could get was the actor who played Chubbs, and then they had to replace the Styles actor. Yes. That's what it was. So yes, the actor was in Teen Wolf as well as Teen Wolf 2. But I, for some reason, only remembered him from Teen Wolf 2. We're talking about Chubbs, though. You got it. Gotcha. Yeah. So he's the Enrico Palazzo line or whatever that is. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now that that's, that's my favorite. So we all agree the ump scene. Strike. <sighs> yeah, dancing. that's on my list. The man. moonwalking's hilarious in that it's too. All, yeah. I feel like I feel like once it hits the baseball stadium, that's when that's when the movie takes. <laughs> like from that right to the end is just like almost perfection. I did like this scene, although it's probably not even close to the, the best scene. But when uh, <laughs> she's talking about R- Ricardo Montalban, she's in the police station, mm-hmm. and she's like, um, she's like, I, she's like, I don't have anything going on with him, Frank. I swear, uh, he likes East German men. And he goes, What about you? She goes. I like cops. But the whole force, <laughs> they go, oh, they all stand up and start adjusting their ties like they have a shot with her. That's good. Oh, my God. That is a mic joke, 100%. Oh, like, it just because it's like, you know there's going to be a line coming where he's like, what do you like? And there's going to be, I didn't remember, I didn't know what the joke was going to be. I didn't know if she would like, what she would say, but then she's like, I like cops. I'm like, okay, she's talking to Frank. But then when literally 25 guys at the police station all stand up like they have a shot and get excited, I just thought that was fucking hilarious. I love yeah. that scene. 
And I love when she's introduced and how like inelegant she is. Like, <laughs> the fold down the stairs. Yeah. You know what I couldn't believe though? It's interesting you mentioned that that scene. They didn't go with a fucking stunt double. They would they did it tight on mm-hmm. Frank watching her fall. Was that like that's a budget funny. issue, or was it Leslie Nielsen's funnier in the coverage? Than- I thought about that's that a funny. lot. Oh, really? they, I thought they probably went with the stunt double. It didn't work. They're like, we got to add sound effects and fucking cut to this. Yeah, because they just did the tight on Leslie Nielsen, which was still funny, but I'm like, you'd think you'd show them. For sure. They went extreme on every yes. gag. They they spared no expense on everything. I for sure thought about that, and I think that's it. The stunt double probably looked too fake, yep. and they're like, that's not part of the gag. Yeah. Any other scenes even in the runner-up, guys? Uh, scene. I know there's like, it's more jokes. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe I know it's a weird one, but the pistachio scene, I really, really, oh, really the- love. <laughs> I, know what you're talking about. I don't like it. I don't know. It's we. I What's, know it's. What weird. do you like about it? Because it's so weird. It's mm-hmm. like so. If I was half watching and I wasn't paying attention, you wouldn't even think it's a weird scene. Mm-hmm. So because they're just having this normal conversation and then like pouring it out into their hands and throwing it out the window, and sometimes they're not even eating it. Is and then when he opens the door, there's the like payoff. A so yeah. it's almost like they have a s- exposition scene and they had to it's like. So what are we gonna do to punch this up? And it just <laughs> was so bizarre. Okay. And I like bizarre. I don't know. My favorite line is when uh, Leslie's like effectively breaking up with her. He's like, by the way, I faked every orgasm. Faked every orgasm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, that line is way ahead of its time. And it's the way he delivers this, like, with such dignity. I faked every orgasm. Well, Seinfeld deals with that years later, like the myth of a male faking orgasm. Well, speaking of like gags that got reused over the course of sort of comedy, like, sort of modern history. That pee scene where he doesn't stop peeing, like I, the minute he put the lav on, I go, oh my god, I remember this. He's that's the one I remember. He's the gonna most. go to the bathroom for yeah. sure, and I and I remembered it. And then I was like, okay, so I know they're gonna hear the peeing, but the fact that he stopped, and then it started again, yeah. I was like, this reminds me of that Austin Powers scene when he comes out of being yeah. cryo frozen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, that's a good point. And I like yeah. that they threw in some farts though too. Oh yep, yeah, there, I knew, yeah, I thought of you. Yeah. I actually thought of you because <laughs> I thought of you we, a lot. Shane, <laughs> during this movie. When we mix our other podcasts, sometimes in Shane's sections, he'll have farts, and it's always like, make sure you mix the farts loud, <laughs> keep the farts That's hot. Funny. So when I was keep watching, when I was watching uh, Naked Gun this morning, I had it in my headphones. I had a laptop, and the farts were mixed super loud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Shane would be Shane would enjoy yeah. this. The yeah. Shane joke, the joke that I thought you would laugh at the most is when she's like sucking his finger and it's a yes. off his finger, and he goes, "You're right." I've got nine more. You're right. I You're like, right. I actually like. I wrote down like this is a Shane joke. A hundred percent. I've got it right here. I've got nine more right here. Hundred <laughs> percent. And I laughed harder because I thought of you laughing at it. That was for sure. That and the orgasm line. Probably the I've got nine more was. That, that's very astute. It's yeah. Nonsense. How did so. I, People fall sort of on one one side or the other. How do you guys feel about pun jokes? Do you guys like those? Like the like nightcaps wordplay, but for me, when they're searching the office and he opens the door and he goes, bingo. I loved it. And he pulls out the bingo. I think I love that. Pun jokes somehow always get me. But I was like even the dumbest ones. I was like, that's good. I'm like, but is that hack? I couldn't even I I don't think it is because that is (laughs) it's funny, man. (laughs) It's just funny. (laughs) It's a case by case basis. Here's what I think. I think that's a particularly good one it's almost unfair to put that in pun category because yeah. it's like the michael jordan of puns it's just <laughs> bingo, bingo. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> it's simple and clever and I don't they're know. searching for stuff it's what it, yeah it totally worked it made me like laugh and then i remember thinking like oh i'm like why like I feel like a lesser person, like a well, lesser comedy it's, it's wouldn't get away with It's making you this. think of a backstory. It's not like he pulled a bingo card out of nowhere. He's <laughs> rummaging through shit. You're likely to find it. And the fact that like this evil man is going out <laughs> playing bingo is funny. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys think of Ricardo Bontevon? Thought he was good. Yeah, I really liked him. Mm. No, uh, get little, out of little here. A little low. Little low. I, I, I have, think he I was, haven't written down okay, for my next we'll get one. To, we'll get to him then on the next one. Okay. Any Anything else yeah, yeah. while we're here? Okay. What'd you guys think of the full when they're in the full condom outfits. Oh, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. I, I, that, I, that, when I was a kid, again, mm-hmm. confusion. I thought it was weird. I didn't understand it. I, I like, I just, I knew condoms were like, I don't know what's the word, taboo. Like, yeah. ooh, condom, see, but I still didn't know really how they were Me used. either. I was totally confused as a kid. Yeah, so yeah. it kind of triggered that. I know how they're used now. Uh, but they kind I still don't <laughs> know how are they used. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me and Shane are like, all my kids. I'm taking out a pen. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like, I, 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 the scene now feels clunky, but I get why it would have been funny, or not funny, but obviously 1988, mid to 
80s to the mid 90s and beyond HIV and STDs were like a huge epidemic there was probably PSAs on TV all mm-hmm. the time so if you're the Zuckers it's like let's we're being inundated with sort of safe sex, safe sex, safe, safe sex. It's like there's TV specials, all this stuff. Let's really lean in. And it feels like a joke of the time. It feels like there's a lot of jokes of the time in this movie. So you're out on condom. I'm not. I, it's, it's more of a take it or leave. There's, a lo- there's like a hundred million jokes in this. And I think that falls kind of in the middle. Where it's like, oh, I, was, I didn't dislike it. was it. so stupid it got me. Yeah. 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 And, and I liked when they showed the giant rapper. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, that's full commitment. But just because I'm imagining Leslie, and, and like he's this <laughs> he's dignified... not in the suit, though. I know, I'm imagining him that way. I also don't think the guy played bingo, but I'm imagining he did. <laughs> it's theater of the mind, yeah, John. <laughs> exactly. And I really like the scene, just because I hadn't seen this gag done before, where they're doing the whole, like, will this refresh your memory oh, with fantastic. money? Oh, yes, great <laughs> scene. And I forgot to fucking write it down. Yes, I love that scene scene i'd never seen that no. switcheroo before so i thought it was really good yeah it leslie seems like he, it's ripe to be like redone like redone and yeah i've never seen it done since ever well and they both both those actors so leslie nielsen corners like a, a guy at the dock that has information he's like mm-hmm. do you know where so-and-so went or have you heard of this boat and he's like nah my memory's not so good he's like does this refresh your memory he pulls out a 20 and then he takes it and he answers and you know i, I think that's a joke from the show there's a lot of jokes from the tv show that got that's what i gathered movie, yeah but but, but, still, but that was done just so rapid-fire dialogue, and then the minute he gives it back to Leslie, and then he has to borrow 20. And Anyway, right. good scene. Yeah. Good note, because I, I meant to write that one down, and I didn't. I have one more note as well. So in the, <laughs> I know I came down a little hard on uh, that scene I said was problematic, but I really enjoyed uh, when he had to grab onto the statue penis, and they did the cutaway to the statue's face, who was smiling yeah, yeah. at Leslie Nielsen, essentially giving the statue a hand job. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I was that working- reminded me of Airplane, that scene with the the autopilot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call. I was just like, if I was like working on this movie in the editing room, I would like that cutaway to that face. I would be particularly proud of. Oh yeah, so and you plan the timing and how long the face exactly. needs to be on there and how the face needs to look. Uh, last joke I could think of is. There's a scene where they're talking about a blimp accident. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. And girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year. No, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. There's so that's many a, jokes. That's classic. Don't call me yeah. Shirley. Yeah, there are so many. That like that's. Yeah. What, I guess it kind of ties all the way back to what I was saying before. Like I think the best jokes are the ones that are like quick hits. Yeah. Like that joke. The I thought the pillow hitting his face and him overreacting to it. That I loved a lot. When he takes like the Asian lady as his hostage. Like there's all these like quick mm-hmm. things that happen and and they add up to, cla- like classic. There, it's you know, I, like I said, I haven't watched two and three in super super long, and honestly, I was conflating like a lot from two and three into one. Like again, we were shocked that OJ was only in basically three scenes, right? Um, but I, I'm just gonna, even though it wasn't in this movie, one of my favorite scenes from part two, I believe, is when him and Priscilla Presley are together, and, but they haven't been together a while, and then they get they go to this this restaurant, and this like really sort of like classy like black guys playing the piano, and they sit down, and he goes, "Hey, Sam." play our song and he throws a dollar into the cup and Sam goes ding 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 dong the witches the wicked witch the witches and they just sit there drinking their white Russians like (laughs) didn't they order a white Russian no a a black Russian that was he goes give me something strong a big guy walks out uh, like a a bodybuilder and he goes actually a black Russian and then the waiter goes to leave looks in the camera shakes his head Ah, (laughs) like yeah yeah, they're not gonna do it like the meta thing (laughs) Um, okay, so those are all the things we like it. Yeah. Those are the reasons to keep it on. We uh, can just list jokes. Do we, do we all agree the best performance is Leslie Nielsen? Is of it even course. 100%. You, I thought you were going to suggest no, no, Priscilla no. Presley. I actually wrote a thing. It's so good. Like, 100. No, no. If anything, yeah. I would say George Kennedy would be second. Mm-hmm. I, but I feel like Leslie Nielsen's number one, and then Priscilla and George Kennedy are like. Yeah, I think Priscilla too. And they're then, close, yeah. yeah. To Johnny's point, even though Shane was outraged, I thought Ricardo was the weakest link if you even had one. Well, he felt he felt like a caricature yeah. more so, but he did the caricature really well. Yep. I'll go into it. Yeah. Okay, guys, and these are going to be the reasons to knock it off the pedestal. The case for keeping it on there. Uh, what is aged badly? Keep it off there, you mean. Knock it off. Yeah, or, or the case against keeping it on there. Against keeping it on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not listening. That's <laughs> Sorry, my life. Uh, what is aged badly? What was bad even then? And what are its flaws? 
Who wants to start? That titty scene, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew you Shane's always been you the progressive on one immediately. What do you mean the believe. use of the words? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, funny. guys, I don't feel comfortable with that titty scene. I mean, we can start there because I don't love that scene. Though the statues and the... I don't... I mean, it felt... It felt I would have been fine at the statues mm-hmm. nowadays. Maybe it didn't age well, like uh, sexual assault aside, just because that's a bit of a hack joke nowadays. Sure. I feel like it's it's more. That's fair. It's I think it's more indicative of the as I was indicative earlier is the indicative. Nice. Uh, the bigger set piece jokes didn't make me. I felt like that whole scene, even going back to how he's destroying the office, where there's little jokes like the bingo joke, and there's little things that made me laugh, but. The idea of the painting being destroyed, and there's—it's. Uh, I felt like the bigger jokes kind of fell kind of flatter for me. Yeah, the, I feel like him destroying. Like, remember, it was almost like a setup because then Priscilla Presley's like, "It's awful. Somebody ruined his," and she right. listed all those things like mm-hmm. that. Why they were valuable it wasn't a big laugh. Did you guys like that scene where when he first meets Ricardo Montalban and he's the pen is nope. like. That's, I have that in my... Yeah, so the pen is very sacred, and the only thing that can erode it is water. And then he's got these super uh, rare fish, these snapper fish. Mm-hmm. And then it's basically Leslie Nielsen doing Just a whole scene where he's kind of like floundering around, and then Ricardo Montalban turns fish around. Fish floundering? <laughs> Boy, look at you go. And then, <laughs> and then Montalban will turn around, and Leslie Nielsen has to like act like he's not been in the tank. Uh, anyway, for me, I felt like that was like... Hack. That was kind of like where I put down, like, I don't enjoy the physical stuff as much as I'm enjoying the, like, dialogue yeah. delivery. I was indifferent to it. I wasn't upset. But I wasn't laughing. I'm just watching yeah. him, like, stab the fit. Like, it was like, it felt like any time they had to, like, spend a lot of time and set up and stuff, those were the things that fell flat when the strength was more in just saying a quick line, <laughs> like, I faked every orgasm. Like, didn't cost a dime, and that's the thing that, yeah. that, that was the funniest. When, when he parked his car and the um, airbag went off, and then the airbag started driving the car away, and it was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this is so much money and commitment yeah. being spent for a joke that doesn't really hit. Yeah. I felt like a lot with that. Mm-hmm. That the amount, every time it felt like the, even the, the car chase with the, the student, the student driver thing. I'm like, again, I was like, this is, this is clearly, they spent like half the budget on this whole fucking thing, explosions and the doctor and all that. And I was like, yeah, like it, I just felt like it was just, Going. Like the funniest part is simply him getting in the car yes. and it being a student driver. Yeah. After There's that, little the jokes, jokes within done. that are that are mm-hmm. that are funny. But every time, yeah, every time it looks like they spent a lot of time on it or they overthought it, those are one. Those are the flattest times in this movie. Yeah. Now, that, uh, do you know who that driver instructor was? No. Oh, uh, John Houseman. You know that? Oh. Yeah. It was his last role before he oh. died. I do know who that is. Roll car. No. John Houseman. Yeah. Some, isn't there a Seinfeld <laughs> reference? Anyway, roll car. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about OJ now? Norbert! Hiya, buddy! Hey! Doc says I should be on my bean and it's good as new in a week. Let's do it. Yeah. So this is, the. This, it's interesting because now this is our first episode where it's the possibility of knocking something off the pedestal simply because of an actor's involvement in the movie. And I'm sure mm, there will be others in the future. But now it's like just the very fact that an actor is Tune in episode eight when we review American Beauty. American Beauty is a perfect example <laughs> of something that we're eventually going to do. But yeah, does, does, the, does the very fact that O.J. Simpson is in this movie at all put a mark on hmm. this movie? I feel like we're more forgiving of murderers Interesting. than a guy like Kevin Spacey. Really? See, I, don't I don't know, know why. Pretty, see, it's the thing. Uh, it is weird that I, I don't I don't know if him simply being in it makes me knock. And I feel like if, if OJ gets a pass, then it's... Okay, here's my thoughts on this. Uh, I 100% understand, like, not watching a comedy thing. Uh, sorry, not watching a Cosby stand-up thing because you go, ah, like, separate the man from the art. Or, like... Ghost Dad, difficult. like if I watch, like I feel like I, you, I can't even. Well, you like, could never like, watch Ghost Dad. It's like, like a Roman. It's like a Roman. Who would ever want to watch Ghost Dad though? I, I mean, Who's hankering to watch true. Ghost Dad? Sidney <laughs> Poitier directed that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's like, and maybe this this argument falls apart under scrutiny. But I was gonna say that so many people are involved in that film that aren't O.J. Simpson that it's almost a shame to like lose the whole piece when he's literally in three scenes. Yeah. It's and like scenes where he's. Literally, like it's not like he's carrying the movie. But you could make that argument about any Roman Polanski film or any Roman Polanski was like a top thing for yeah. Or like you know, like a Woody Allen film, you can be like, well, think you know, Woody Allen's one man, but then 
But I mean, I guess it's his singular vision. I'm just saying, it's like, what what happens when it's a collective sort of like a creative piece? It's like, does like does the 98 percent of the people that aren't sort of shitty, right. bad perpetrators have to suffer? I I don't know the answer. But is it possible that this movie to the in popular culture is just that? comedy movie that O.J. Simpson was in. Like I that's what I mean. Like it has it th- there's no way to remove that label from it. I don't think OJ's also receiving any benefit from yeah, this film. That's a very I good think point. that's another element. Yep. I think it's a quirk that he's in the movie. It's not mm-hmm. an OJ Simpson movie and that's the bit like American Beauty is ostensibly a Kevin Spacey movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot remove the two from each other. This is just like, isn't it weird that O.J. Simpson is in this movie for five minutes? Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. It's like people, reasonable people can agree a piece of, like a film that is done by somebody who has done something horrible. You can say, oh, that's that's a really good film. But then the question is, do I want to support it? Do I want to watch it again? Or is it like time to just move on from that and sort of like yeah. annex it? Because fuck that person. You know, but that doesn't mean like you'd be lying if you were like that person's a shitty actor. It's like no, that person's not a shitty actor. That person, that's a shitty person. Yeah, not a shitty actor. But also, we don't need to consume their art anymore at all. Yep. And then, then they just go away. But I mean, that's a personal decision for every person that's going to consume art or a movie or music or whatever. That's a personal decision. And you know, is this movie art or is it fart? Art to me, baby. <laughs> it's a lot of farts fart. in it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, are all movies. I don't know what is art anyway, right? Yeah, I, the I, eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. I think it is. I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I think it's considered a classic comedy. Like, I don't like it's. Yeah, if you consider comedy an art. All right, I but do. aside from OJ's yeah. like I just issues, think. a decade after this movie came out, or not even actually, only, I guess a few years, like you said. Um, would, is he problematic in the film? I mean, he's. Is there much to even say about? It his just feels. It feels like. I feel like I, he should be, but he's not. Like it's like I'm watching it, and there's a, it's just I, such a small part. Yeah. It's, it's a just, glorified cameo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what I thought. And anybody could have played it. Like I don't think OJ defined that role. Like honestly, like if that if that had been Kareem Abdul Jabbar, who had had a role in, in airplane, there's something about OJ's the way he acts and his face, and it just. I also just think again, if you had him like as a romantic lead. Like wooing a woman and or, or some something that, but this movie is literally the only thing he does in this movie. There's nothing else that happens other than getting severely injured. That but, is his entire. But because role. he's supposed to be so coordinated, I feel like it's. I guess he's supposed he's to be playing against literally... tight because he's like this awesome athlete. Yeah, yeah and... I guess that's true. Whereas Kareem is a little too tall. He seems awkward. Yeah, you'd think he'd be flumbling around. Speaking of scenes, though, which again, this has nothing to do with OJ. Uh, when OJ's when they're in the hospital room and his wife is there, and then Leslie Nielsen keeps talking about like uh, his death. No, the run. Mm-hmm. The the the. I even have I have it printed. What out are here, some the, of the lines? Like what I'm trying like uh, like uh, what I'm trying to say is Wilma. As soon as Norberg is better, he's welcome back to police squad. Unless he's a drooling vegetable, but I think that's only common sense. And so yeah. every time he keeps <laughs> yeah. saying these things are the worst case scenario. I think at one point he implies he's a homosexual. Yeah, a lot, but. But but that actress, it's like every time Leslie Nielsen says one of those things, like off camera, here you go, ah, she cries <laughs> even more. Like he's making it so much worse. Yeah. But is this good or bad? This is a good scene. Oh, but it's... but OJ is sort of the impetus for it as we're sitting in this OJ realm. Yeah, uh, that he that even though it's it's an OJ centric joke, and I am laughing at it. I'm not sitting there going eh. like, oh, yeah. exactly. it is what it is. exactly it, it is, is what, what it is. is. This isn't an OJ movie. No, it's not. So I don't think he's a reason to knock it off the pedestal. OJ meaning like no a reason for me to knock it off is there's too many bad jokes and that's a problem when you have a million fucking jokes right yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes they go- run with a joke that might not be suited to your sensibilities and they just commit to it so hard like uh, for example that what I was saying about the um, airbags driving the yep. car and that scene goes on for really right. long and if you're not enjoying it that can be awkward mm-hmm Totally. So, oh, like the to me the wor- the the worst scene in the movie is also the first scene in the movie. The Americans must be made to suffer. We must humiliate them. You do not go far enough, General Amin. Oh, I Gorbachev. And Gorbachev and, oh, yeah, that was such Arafat. a weird scene it's to me. So dated, right? Because the idea is that it's 1988, and these are the the leaders of of. Of of all these the evil countries and yeah. uh, and Frank Drebin comes in and beats them up. I'm like, oh my god, that mo- that. And joke Gorbachev's is... like, I've got America tricked. It's like, who's gonna re- like what? Or like, like that's such a, that's such a niche political and, thing. And, and rubbing like the birthmark off his head. I'm like, that yeah. joke is just. Uh, we we've said many times like one of the criteria 
for keeping it on the pedestal is can you show this movie to someone now and would it hold up? And if I showed it to someone, they w- it would take like 10 minutes of them being like, what are you showing me? Like, what is this movie? I like that part. (laughs) I did. I did. I'm embarrassed to admit it. When he rubbed the thing on his head, I loved it. Interesting. (laughs) I knew it. I loved it. (laughs) That's what he says after he rubbed it. And like the Ayatollah has like an orange. You've always leaned heavily toward historical comedy. (laughs) (laughs) He really got Gorbachev in that one. Because I always, when I was a kid, I was always fascinated by that guy's birthmark on his head. And then when he makes the squeaky noise, he's like, I knew it. It's like, why would anyone purposely draw that birthmark on their head? This actually, isn't isn't a negative I, I actually think it's positive but what did you guys think of the opening uh credits because when that to me love it the the police car like with the siren and it going into all these it had scenarios, me thinking it Made was like i was like is that tangible then it was clearly green screen i was like they did it well i was don't it know green screen? i, I think don't it was think a it was. camera with the i think they just mounted that yeah, that's thing on a roller too. coaster yeah, for really? that scene. And, and I think like in like, the house, they just... I th- I, that's what I thought, yeah. I think in the mm. house, they just had like a steady cam. I think it's a lot smaller than you think. And... Like, I think it's like not very big. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Yeah. But it had me thinking, that's for sure. And I, I like, am I wrong to think that's iconic? Or is that just because I, I think it's like I wrote mm-hmm. opening is still a classic with the car driving around. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, in all those scenes. Written, yeah. Well, and in one of the sequels, it comes out of a birth canal. Oh, that's cool. It gets birthed. I don't know if you guys remember that. but No. I think, yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah. Um... Any other flaws? Any other things that haven't aged well? Well, we can talk about Ricardo. Mo- so the reason I think I don't like him that much is that every other dignified series actor in this movie yeah. were able to like flip the switch where the joke is how serious you are. And it felt like he never flipped the switch. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you want to be like, well, I mean, he's a serious actor. It's like, well, you can't. I mean, there's all, they're all serious actors. It's the joke in the movie. And it felt like he, he was in a different movie. Yeah. He, he did not get that they they hired him to use that kind of like serious dignity as part of the joke. It just felt like he was a serious dignified guy. Yeah. It just wasn't funny. No, it's interesting. It's like how do you play it differently if you're him? Did he play it too big? Like 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 you know like Alan Rickman in Die Hard say? Mm-hmm. It's like he's he's got a charisma and he's playing it a bit big, but you you accept him as a serious terrorist. Right. How could Ricardo Montalban have done it differently, where it felt like he was really committed to a serious scenario where a cop is investigating him. I, th- I like, think you would just need a different actor. Maybe. I, d- I felt like it was cast weirdly. Yeah, he was just kind of fucked. Like, it's yeah. like, if he goes too serious, it's going to seem flat. And if he goes too, too big, he's in a different movie. Mm-hmm. Right. So he kind of split the difference. He, I think he was slightly off, but I don't think it was like anything to write home about in a negative way. It's a, it's a, but it's a reason why I think that that fish and pen scene didn't work because he had to do a lot of the heavy lifting in the scene. And it just he's in a scene and it sort of kind of flattens and out. And you know what? And that's it. as his first scene, it makes him seem aloof and stupid as a, as a villain good right point. away. Very because good Because it's like, okay, I'm accepting the reality that he can't tell that something's going on behind him. And every time he kind of turns around and he kind of And when he shakes look. his hand and there's like water pouring out of his sleeve. You're right. He's Anything. supposed to be the smart, yeah. yeah. It's like he's actually kind of written wrong. It's like the first time we meet him. But right. again, for me, that was a way smaller. I lean kind of what Shane's saying. It's like, I just I thought he was the weakest of the main yeah, cast. Yeah, somebody's got to be the worst. Yeah. It was yeah. him. Yeah. Well, someone, yeah. But he was bad. I didn't really love the chief. I felt like she was the other, she was way too Where do you big. recognize her from? I don't know. Should I recognize her from something? Do you watch Sopranos? Get out. Who was she on The Sopranos? Tony Soprano. (laughs) (laughs) She's a phenomenal actor. (laughs) No, uh, uh, Tony's mom. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you sure about that? No, I didn't check it, but I'm pretty good with face recognition. Recognition. (laughs) Not speaking, but recognition. There's someone yelling at headphones right now. Maybe. I mean, I guarantee you it's fucking her. All right. Look it up. Like amongst yourselves. I don't know. Uh, yeah, she, I felt she was big. I felt like she like she had some jokes. She did have some jokes, like you said, the, the Shakespeare in the park. The Shakespeare exchange. in the park. I definitely like as much as I didn't love the the statue one when she's listing off the the list of charges when she yells. What's her exact? She goes sexual assault with a concrete dildo. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> <laughs> you wait. That line's not good. No, I like that line. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying that she had some gems, but it's more like a vibe that she gave off, or did feel like she was going like way too big. Yeah. Okay, naked gun. Yes, it is yeah. her. Yep. All right. There good you pull. go. Yeah, when you said it, Sopranos, my brain did the quick thing. I was like, it's only it could only be the mom, mm-hmm. just from the timing. And there you go. Yeah, very nice. Man, good eye. Well, Thank guys, you. if well, there's nothing else negative there is, to say. I wanna, yeah, I just, I just want to point out, like, there's 
two more things. First, first, another scene that I felt didn't work mm-hmm. was the everything. Again, anytime there's a big scene, like the everything is spoiled in his fridge scene. Oh yeah, that's another one where it's like he just goes on and on and on. The like, cheese this is, is crawling spoiled, at the end of spo- it, and the cheese is crawling. Yeah, that was bad. It was just like, and if and like you said, the, they sometimes get on a joke and they just like double down mm-hmm. and double down and double down, and you're well. That's what I mean about this. The smell. Actually, that is a good point about Shane's point. It's like so he smells the old Chinese food at the place that closed three years earlier, and then so he smells it. He goes cross-eyed and he collapses. And right. he gets back up and it's like, okay, we get it. But they just she kept going at the fridge. And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And 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 the other thing is just in general, this movie in a lot of ways just feels dated. Where uh, the what my my what I like in, in a movie, in a comedy movie, is sort of a timelessness to it. But like all that stuff, the, the whole the whole queen plot period. Or no matter how silly the idea of having a queen might be to us, as Americans, we must be gracious. And considerate hosts. Just feels super, it makes it feel really, really dated. Yeah. It makes it, it, like, I can't not feel like I'm constantly watching an older movie. Like, if you, when you watch the TV show, all the plots are, like, murder mysteries or a bank robbery. or something, And they have, like, the idea is cliched things, and they end up feeling timeless. Like, you can watch the, the, one of those episodes, like, right now, like a rigged boxing match and so on and so forth. And it works. But the plot of someone's trying to assassinate the Queen of England, and it's her, and just the age of the Queen at that point, it's, it's, I can't help but always feel like I'm watching this older movie. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, it's all, it's like a lot of cop tropes. You know, it's a genre mm. of film, not just as far as slapstick comedy and that Sucker Brothers sort of style, but it's also like, it's a cop movie. You know, it's like you're, you're laughing at like sort of the seriousness with which like, you don't want to date a cop, honey, or like. Good luck in the next life, sweet cheeks. Like that right. kind of like delivery right. and sort of, whereas like maybe like an airplane is a little bit more populous just in that everybody's flown. There's way more characters that you focus on. There's a lot more going on. Probably a lot of cop dramas in the 70s, like yeah. Dirty Harry and stuff like that, that it's sort of poking fun at that just don't really exist anymore. Yeah. They're making an airplane four with Ed Helms at the helm. An air, you mean like gun four? <laughs> Would you say? Naked gun, yes. Oh, okay. He's the Leslie Nielsen? Yes, I, I he's, he's just so. the problem is it's gonna he's gonna be doing like a Leslie Nielsen impression the whole time and it's gonna yeah. be terrible. And the Zucker brothers backed out. Did yeah. you like Ed Helms as Chevy Chase in the remake of No. I didn't even bother. Yeah, I, I own it like, on Blu-ray. <laughs> like <laughs> Ed Helms it. is kind of like I don't I don't think he should ever be the the number one in a movie. Have you seen like, Cedar Rapids? Number three or four? Yeah, I did. I like Cedar that. Rapids, he's fantastic. He is good. But yeah, the vacation remake is is Well, but horrible. Cedar Rapids is like that's not a broad comedy. It's not. That's an indie film about a guy that's like sort of living yeah. this, having this mundane. Like that was that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ed Helms. When you said Ed Helms was going to be in the new the Airplane Four, I was like, there's an Airplane Two I, and Three. I, I, there's an Airplane Three. Like, and then mm-hmm. I also thought you said Ed Harris when you said Ed Helms. My brain went to Ed Harris, make, and I was like, see that's, that's, that actually that's be funny. more inspired. Yeah, yeah that'd be way more interesting. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys, we are moving. Oh, sorry, do you have another one? No, I don't think okay. so. Do I have anyone? No. no. All right, guys. It is that time in the show where we decide whether to keep this film on the pedestal or knock it off. So, The Naked Gun, I will start. Go for it. Because I loved this film as a kid. It meant so much to me. And in a lot of ways, it feels really, really classic. um, More so to me than Airplane ever did. Um, And watching it back, it had a hit count that was higher than maybe even I expected it to be. I think a lot of that was nostalgic, meaning like because I've watched it on repeat so many times in like formative and young years, it had like a warm and good feeling. But I do think that there's too many stretches that are just kind of, they don't work now. They're too silly now. And if I were to tell somebody to watch a movie of this genre to get a feel for it, I do think I would actually point them, I'd be more likely to point them toward Airplane than The Naked Gun for this genre. And if you're not even sort of like the main film of your genre, I don't know if I can keep you on the pedestal. And for that reason, and it kills me to do this, I am knocking the naked gun off the pedestal. Yeah, I don't think this movie's fooling anybody. It's it's off the pedestal. But I do think that it's great for uh, someone looking who's new or young and looking to get into comedy. It's a good thing to watch. I prefer it over Airplane. Interesting. I, I would recommend it to anyone getting into comedy that's the jokes are more relevant than they are in airplane. Yep. Yeah, I agree with what you were saying about how like the joke count is way higher than I thought. There's a ton of tiny little jokes, but yeah, I think I agree with both you guys. It's it, it, because of the how 
date. It feels so dated. Like it feels way more dated than I thought it was going to. Because I, I, I kind of remember it feeling. I guess because I always compare it to Airplane the way you guys. So it always. It just because it's eight years newer. It feels like this fresher, newer movie. But you watch it now, and I feel like I. Just, I think Airplane's much better. But and and I and I don't think there's any way for me in my head to completely separate the OJ stuff from this movie. Like like it'll always be that comedy movie that OJ Simpson is in. And there's it's a, there's it's weird to have that not mm-hmm. be relevant whatsoever. I don't like murder. Mm. I'm not a big fan. So yeah, off the pedestal for me as well. This movie is currently sitting at 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. But at the see it's it's a pro, I'm sure at the time it was fucking fantastic, right? Well, here's the consensus. The Naked Gun is chock full of gags that are goofy, unapologetically crass, and ultimately hilarious. Which is true. <laughs> Another uh, quick uh, order of business that I forgot to do off the top. Uh, does anyone want to guess what this movie made in 1988 for the eighth highest grossing film? Yeah. How much it made? How million. much it made, and then we okay. can guess the budget. Okay. $30 million. I'm going to guess it made $60 million. Ooh. Shaney was closer. $78.8 million. God, I never get these fucking numbers right. On ever. a budget of <laughs> $2 million. $60 million. 12. Johnny got the Whoa. budget closer. It feels like, because I, I used to guess I, so high that I, because $12 million sounds like nothing, right? It does, but in 1988, <laughs> I, I guess movies were more expensive to make too, but I mean, yeah. and there's a lot of set pieces, like you oh guys my said. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Shaney Boy. And uh, we got to close the book I think on a, that one. There's a giant book right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> he just dropped his fucking iPhone on the... Let's do this. We're waiting for it. Yeah. I just was looking at the giant as if like out of a joke. If they can get a, a pistachio budget, we can do this. <laughs> well, it's time to close the book on that one. One more. Ooh. That was a way better sound effect. I got the headphones on. <laughs>